You're listening to The Jill Monaco Show, episode number 44. Welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jill Monica Show. I am your host, Jill. And today you are going to be so inspired to love well by my friend, Kristen Bonin. We met at a She Speaks conference, which is a women's conference hosted by Proverbs 31 Ministries. And I knew the minute I met her that I found a woman after my own heart and God's too. We're going to chat about the power of our words. Have you ever said something that you wish you could have taken back? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Or have you been a victim of gossip, lying, or here's a surprising one, flattery? Kristen is going to help us see some of the pitfalls and the power in the words that we speak. Kristen is an author, speaker, ordained minister, and blogger. If you talk to her, you will quickly learn of her love for scripture and how she leans into practical living a supernatural life. Her core value of honesty is heard in her speaking and writing, but it's what I find so refreshing is how she does that in her friendships. What you see when she speaks on stage is how she is in real life. Kristen writes and speaks using her challenges and her struggles and the lessons the Lord is teaching her along the way. She is not afraid to get messy, and she considers herself a transparently flawed Bible teacher with a love of theology. Kristen is also the on-the-go mom of girls, and she and her husband, Chris, are stationed just outside of Houston, Texas. So without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kristen. Hey, girl, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. You know, I remember when we met at She Speaks, and uh, we were both, you know, learning a lot about the publishing industry. And um, we'd met at that dinner. And right away, we both had connected because we were both passionate about freedom. Do you remember that? I do. It was like one of those soul heart to heart. I get you. You're my people connection. <laughs> Absolutely. It was awesome. And if <laughs> I remember right, you were kind of in a transition where you weren't speaking as much. Is, wasn't that true? Yeah. That's correct. You have a really good memory, Jill. Um, Yeah, I was in a transition between um, what God was calling me to do. And so I believe at the time I had just transitioned out of being a teaching pastor at our former former church. And he had me writing and going out on my own and doing speaking engagements and really focusing in on the heart of a woman. And it was a awkward teenage stage in ministry for me. (laughs) I love how you said that, an awkward teenage stage of ministry. I have been a teenager multiple times then. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel so much better. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that is why I find you so refreshing because, um, you know, a lot of times for women that are, we're just trying to share the message that God's put on our heart and we don't have the same opportunities as men. Um, which isn't always bad because mm-hmm. we, we have different ones. But um, when you feel called to be a speaker and there's no place to speak, that can kind of make you question your calling. 
Um, But if I remember, you were really just confident that God was in this transition with you. And um, share a little more about what you were, like how you transitioned through that into what you're doing now. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, a lot of that time during my transition, I really spent on my knees um, trying to really listen to the voice of God and search scripture. And I just know that he kept telling me to write, mm-hmm. just write, write, write. And so that's where um, you had mentioned I'm an author and it's, I was writing the devotional Bare Naked Truths and I really had to get into that content and learn it and know it what he was speaking to me and through me. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as it got published, God shifted me into another season and I started teaching it. And then the speaking engagement started stacking back up. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think he just, sometimes it's so important that he gets us alone yeah. so that he can do a work in our heart. And it was just my time to just sit back and sit at his feet. Yeah. Because if we don't sit and get the message, we can't communicate something that we haven't received yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was part of your book launch team for Bare Naked Truth. And every day you did something so great is you got on um, in our group and you read the chapter, the devotional. And so I like, I I read your book, but I read it because you read it to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great because I was traveling a lot at that time and I could just listen to it. And oh my goodness, everyone who's listening, you need to go get Bare Naked Truth. I'm not, I'm not making a percentage. She didn't tell me to do this. It was one of the most powerful devotionals that I went through that year because you touched on so many different subjects that women really struggle with. Thank you. I actually, Jill, that was born out of, um, I spent several years doing a lot of pastoral counseling Mm. with women of all ages, you know, from 15 to 85. And it was just this deep longing in me to pull them all together in one room and say, hey, girls, we are all dealing with the same things, like every single one of us in this room Mm -hmm. and we need each other. And so that's where this book, this devotional was born is just trying to attack those issues that I know all of us are carrying and dealing with. Can you give them an example of what some of the different chapters are about? Yeah, absolutely. So I broke the book down and it's a 31 day devotional and it's really just topical. And so we cover things like comparison, regrets, and validation, thought patterns, um, insecurity, humility, doubt, and unwholesome talk, which is kind of what the along the lines of what we're talking about today. And it's called Bare Naked Truths. And so every day starts with a truth. And it's a sticky statement that will stay in your mind. And then we just really focus on the, the bare naked truth of what God's word says about that topic. That's great. Well, we decided ahead of time to talk about today um, the words that we use. And sometimes, you know, we think of negative words or critical words or lying or gossip. I mean, those are pretty obvious. Like we know we shouldn't mm-hmm. do it. And we can talk about that today. But you had said something that um, is also is scriptural is that we have to be careful of flattery. Yeah. Absolutely. So it occurred to me not too long ago, um, just various different experiences that I've I've had here lately that 
flattery is a sin and and the bible calls it out and mm. it doesn't really mince words either um but flattery is something that we all either are guilty of or we are on the receiving end and that's just it's just when we use our words to take advantage of someone or to manipulate to try to get an outcome that we really want i think you use the word manipulate which is not only then the words we speak, but it's the meditation of our hearts or it's mm. we've meditated on something we want so much that we've yeah. now we're trying to manipulate people by flattering them to get like what you said, to get something that we want. Um, and you know what? I've done it and I've caught myself yeah. in the middle and I'm like, oh, that's so ugly. And it's like you can't it's not like lying or something where you can apologize. You're like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to take back my compliments. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do you do? I just have to sit down and work that out with the Lord and ask him, like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Where was that coming from, Lord? I know. I think it. I mean, we haven't talked about this before the recording. So just so no, the people are listening, it's not like we've planned what we're going to say about this subject. So we're exploring it and you get to eavesdrop. Um, but it it makes me wonder if the in the moment of doing that, we feel insignificant in a way that we're wanting to gain approval from that person in order to feel significant. What do you think about that? Wow, I think you nailed it. That, I mean, that's exactly what it is. We're either wanting them to validate us some way or we're trying to get a desired outcome from them. And so the quickest way we know how to get to that is to use our words to people please. Mm -hmm. And we all know that people pleasing often will get you what you want, whatever that might be. And you're right. Sometimes you just want to be liked and sometimes you need something from somebody mm -hmm. and there's nothing about that. I mean, it's almost like going back to that word manipulation. It's almost like you're manipulating the will of God and saying, I don't trust you, Lord, for the desired outcome that I'm after. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do in my power to get it. Wow. That is really powerful. It's true. It comes down to not trusting God. Yeah. I absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely does. You know, I think that there's a difference between affirmation and flattery. Mm -hmm. And affirmation is actually, it's a love language. And it's something that is godly. And we need to affirm each other. We need to affirm our callings, our giftings, the passion that the Lord yeah. has placed inside of us, who God created us to be. And oftentimes we revert to flattery, which is a tool to get what we want or what we think we need. Yeah. And it might even be words that are right, but the motivation is wrong. You're right. Um, You're absolutely correct. And if we go, I, I think in the past when I've done it, just I don't know if I've done it right or not, but I've gone to the Lord and just, you know, you just say, God, I'm sorry I did that. My heart motivation, and you may not even know till you said something, my heart motivation wasn't right there. And you just, you know, he's already forgiven us before we say it, but there's something about meeting with God over that that's like, all right, please mm. shift my heart. What was, what needs to be healed and fixed in me that, you know, so that I don't do that again, you know, because some of the sins are blatant and this one isn't. So it's more of a, you know, you and God kind of working it out, like you said. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true because there's something inside of us that's going, um, 
I know that's not right, but I need to know why that's not right. And often the Lord can reveal those things to us, but the Bible says we have not because we ask not. And so we do have to ask him to show us these types of things. Yeah. And by the way, everyone, I was not flattering her when I said her book is awesome. Her book is awesome. There's no flattery there. You were affirming me. Affirming. I was totally affirming You're actually you. affirming the Lord because that was all him. So. No flattery there, I promise. Um, yeah. So, you know, on... You know, we were talking about just the the way that we use our words, and there can be pitfalls and there can be power. So let's talk about some of the pitfalls. What has God shown you about that? In regards to, we had started off the podcast with flattery and gossip and lying. Um, he has really parked me in Proverbs 29, 8. And it says mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. Mm -hmm. And I always want to be that type of person that partners with the Holy Spirit to calm anger Mm -hmm. and calm things that are chaotic or out of order or just kind of crazy. And so what the Lord has been showing me is that word mockers. um, I mean, that can mean just that if you are um, gossiping or um, maybe twisting the truth a little bit or flattering. It all falls under the same exact category, but it all brings division. Mm. And I think that that's where the Lord broke my heart in pieces is to sit back and watch how much division is caused in the body of Christ because of these things mm. that we indulge in with our mouth. That's true. And we see it, unfortunately, not even the words we speak, but the words we write on social media. Isn't that so true? It is so true. And Jill, I have been convicted Mm. of that. And just like you said, I've done it too. Mm -hmm. And it does not bring God honor. And so when we are using our words and we are not bringing God honor, we really have to back it up and we really have to ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why do you think so many people struggle with their words or by saying too many words or the wrong words? Because I think often I could be upset with you or angry with you or whatever the case might be. And if I can make you look bad, then it makes me look better. Mm-hmm. And so to speak, and that's what we feel like, that if if we can use our words to um, harm people, then it makes me look or feel better momentarily. But that's really just, I mean, it, that's not a lasting thing. Yeah. Well, I know that you made some other really good points in your book about this subject. What do you think the women who struggle with their words, whether they be critical, gossiping, or flattery really need to know about the truth? I think that they need to know that the truth going back to God's word and really sitting in his, um, his expectations of us, because really scripture will, he, he gives us an outline. He says to seek knowledge, seek wisdom, seek understanding, those types of things. And I really feel like if we could really root our identity in who God is and who scripture says we are, we are not going to be tempted 
to use our mouths to bring any kind of destruction because we will want the things coming out of our mouth to reflect that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, you know, and why do you think, um, you know, we both felt impressed to talk about this subject today. I think God's doing something, but maybe just share a little bit about what you think about what is God doing and why would he want to bring this to light in this season for people? I feel like God's doing a lot of different things. Um, I feel like he is really calling because I have a heart for women. And so I feel like this is a good season for God to call women to step up to the plate and really be an example. You know, we live in a world that's it's going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And people do look to the God-fearing, um, born-again believers whenever tragedy strikes. And we have to be able to set an example. And so why this topic? Why now? I just feel like this is, um, it's enough. Enough is enough. And there's been too much division and brokenness in the body of Christ that we've got to humble ourselves and get on our face and say, what's it going to take for us to stand together, lock arms, move the kingdom of heaven forward. And often it's controlling our tongues. Yes. And you're right. If we can, you know, what doesn't the Bible say? Like, it's really hard to control the tongue. Like, oh, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I had a Proverbs 26, 28 earlier this week. I've been in Proverbs a lot and it says um, a lying tongue hates its victims and a flattering mouth works ruin. And I keep reading over and over how, um, it's just the consequences for those things. And I just, I love how, how the scripture is uh, so brutal sometimes because yeah. I'm that personality type. I just need you to punch me in this, <laughs> the gut with it. Um, but it talks about, may the Lord cut off the flattering tongue and um, may those who flatter and lie be ensnared how funny. Um, in their own traps. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah you're like, wait, 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 <laughs> before you, before you do that, let me repent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he's just trying to say, hey, like, this is something that I really want you to take seriously. Yeah. You know, the scripture says there's a power of life and death in our tongue. And so we've been talking about, you know, we know we shouldn't do these things, but let's talk a little bit about the death of what happens from our words. You already mentioned there's disunity. So brainstorm with me. What are some other consequences we have because of our words? Well, we could definitely lose relationships that we hold dear. Um, We could definitely lose trust in other people. I know that that's happened in my life. I've I've let my mouth run and I've lost people's trust. And, you know, sometimes uh, God's grace will cover our words and what we say. And then there's other times in my life personally, I've lost a friend because of it. Mm -hmm. And those are hard, hard lessons, but it does kill cohesiveness. It absolutely does. Yeah. I even think about how our words... um, like they can inflame whatever's going on. So if I'm frustrated and I share it with someone, I actually get more riled up. You know, like yes. it's just not good for my heart or my soul. It's not. And it just reminds me, you know, in parenting my girls, um, kids will come to you and they will be all riled up or they'll be super upset about something or I've said, no, you can't do this. And there's all sorts of emotions that pile into that. And if I cannot stay calm and I let other people who are flustered around me or my kids, when they get flustered, 
they can totally change the atmosphere and temperature of the whole room. And so Mm -hmm. it's our job to reset that thermostat and just say, no, like this, this is where we're at. And this is, this, this is where the emotions are going to stay because you're right. We flan, we fan, excuse me, we fan flames with our words. Yeah. And And we want those flames to be good ones. (laughs) For sure. You know, it reminds me of when we walk into a room. Have you ever done this where you're like, uh, I think they were having a conversation I shouldn't be a part of in here. Like, or you know, someone was just fighting and you didn't hear a single thing, but it's in the atmosphere. Absolutely. And do you know what? The opposite is true, Jill. Yeah. You can walk into a room full of laughter and camaraderie and, and you just feel it. And then you want to be a part of it. Absolutely. I think it affects our bodies too, you know, like the words we speak affect our health and and everything. We can, like the death part, we can just curse things um, without meaning to. And it all stems in our thoughts, like, right, like out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whether we start to have thoughts and then we think about them long enough that it becomes a part of us and that's held in our heart. And then when we're pressed, man, it flies out faster than we can stop it. So it really starts, if we don't, if we want to change our words, we have to change the way we're thinking. I I completely agree. And on that note, I will tell you the, one of the most powerful seasons of my life was when God told me to pray Psalms 139. And it, it's along the, those lines of check my heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. Search my heart and see if there's anything that is not pleasing to you. Yeah. And it was a season of refining and it was just beautiful what the Lord did. But I will tell you, one of one of the things that the Lord checked me on was my words. Mm-hmm. Am I using them to bring life and build people up and affirm who they are? Or am I using them to talk about them behind their back or criticize them or try to manipulate to get what I want? And that was, it was a heart thing. You're right. It goes back to the condition of our hearts. Yeah. So I think even when we're talking about atmospheres and the condition of our heart, um, we can say, this is a Southern thing. So you'll appreciate this (laughs) since we're both in Texas. Like I, I learned this when I moved to Texas, like, oh, bless your heart. Like, oh. right? <laughs> I learned some people weren't really blessing my heart. <laughs> they're not. They're not always blessing your heart. No. They're saying, you stupid idiot. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> we are laughing way too much on this podcast over a subject that's really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but it's okay. It's, it's the joy of the Lord because we're so set free um, and uh, we're still working on things, obviously. But so let's take yeah. the other side. Let's talk about life then since we're on the joy train anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's a power of life in our words. So share what God has shown you about that. Oh, I would love to, because this has been something that he's really working on me lately. So as I said, going back to the mothering thing and just also being a good friend Mm. um, and wife, really using our words to affirm, not what people are good at, but what God has placed inside of them. And I think that that is the most powerful, powerful way we can use our words, but it is so holy to call out things in people that are beautiful Mm -hmm. and to let them know, Hey, I, I see 
God and you win and then fill Mm. in the blank. And that really solidifies the work of Christ in someone's heart. And it makes them want to keep walking this thing out with Jesus. Yes, because we all need that encouragement. And sometimes I see things in people they don't see in themselves and and vice versa. I have a mentor right now who's calling out things in me that I'm like, huh, yeah, I think God has told me that, but I haven't really, you know, I haven't had anyone affirm me in it. So sometimes it only takes one word for someone to say, (gasps) you'd be good at that. Absolutely. And we need to hear it Mm -hmm. because I think... There's so many negative messages out there in our world today, mm-hmm. and we need to be so proactive about building each other up and 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 using words that really would just put a pep in someone's step and not just for, for no other reason other to say, hey, like, you're really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> you're awesome in this area. And I can't think of anything else that would be more powerful. Right. It can set the trajectory of somebody. From, oh, you know, going of them making a decision that's bad or making a decision that's good all the way up to not believing themselves to doing something that radically changes the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. If And we need each other to build each other up. God has callings for every single person listening to this right now. If you're listening, you have a calling, but we have to band together and cheer each other on it because we need that. We need that. It doesn't yeah. come naturally. It doesn't come easy. There's a lot of uphill battles that we will have to face and we have to be there for each other to say, you've got this. Keep going. You were born for this. Don't stop. Those type of words. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, they'll, they'll just spur you on to your destiny. Yeah. And as you were talking, I felt like the Lord kind of dropped a truth in my heart. So I'm going to release this over the listeners too, that if you're the kind of person who needs encouragement and you're like, no one's doing that for me. I mean, you can't make someone do that. I would say to that person, go start doing, be that to everyone else. So the thing that you need in your life, go be that for somebody. So if you need encouragement, go encourage somebody because you attract what you are. And so if you are an encourager, you will attract more people that are like that and you will, your whole circle can change. I totally agree. There was a season in my life, Jill, where I literally felt like I had nobody in my corner. And I remember crying out to the Lord saying, I just need somebody to tell me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> you know, like when yeah. you're just crying yeah. and clear as a bell, I heard him say, encourage yourself in the most holy faith. And I was just like, okay, okay. I, I know. I know I can do this. And, and it was just that encourage. And I just, you're right. I had to be my own cheerleader for a very small season. And of course, God being good, he has sent people to do that along the way. But I absolutely did that. I made it a point. I made it a point mm-hmm. to encourage everyone I could in that season because I so desperately needed it myself. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, you brought up another thing that is another way we can bring life using our words, which is to declare the truth of God's word and who we are or who he is over our lives. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Yes. I mean, that's exactly right. We have to be able to declare that. 
Yeah. So there was a um, couple days ago, I had to do something that was really difficult. And eventually I'll talk about it on the podcast. It's just not time yet. But I woke up that morning and was just fine getting ready. And and then, you know, out of nowhere, I knew what I had to do was really difficult. And I just, you know, start crying. And I'm like, oh, I'm messing up my makeup. You know, not like the cries where you're yeah. deciding to cry. It's just it's in you and it's bubbling up. And I yes. stopped and I said, I can do this. I am strong. It is in his, you know, in my weakness, he is strong. I am, you know, I just started declaring over myself. I am brave. I am courageous. I was created for this. God is with me. I am not alone. And I just started declaring those things. And I'll tell you what, that shifted everything and the tears stopped and I got ready. And then I went and did that really hard thing. And, Mm. um, and so I really, I want people to get this, that when the scripture says power of life and death, that we can speak death. I could have said, I can't do this. It's going to be really, uh, this is what's going to happen today. Or even like I've guarded, um, what was going to come into my mind and my ears and what was coming out by, I didn't talk to anyone that day, like in the morning. Wow. I'm not going to let anyone else. I don't want to tell someone who says, Hey, how are you? I didn't want to give voice to I really don't want wow. to do this. I'm scared. I'm, you know, I, I didn't want to say it, even though that's how I felt. So in my mind, I took it to the Lord. And so I'd encourage people that that speaking life as well, like what Kristen said, like you spoke life over yourself um, in the way that not only giving encouragement to others, but you said encouraged yourself in the Lord. That was the phrase yeah. you used. So I just, I got some preach on. Sorry about that. Girl, you go, (laughs) you go. That's awesome. And I love that you had those bold statements. I am brave. That is so true. You are brave. And, and the more we say that and you say it out loud and you, it, you, you absolutely are. You're just declaring the truth and there's power in that. Yeah. And just because you're not exactly what you want to be at the moment doesn't mean that isn't who you are. Just because I was scared didn't mean that I wasn't also brave. So true. So very true. That's that's a powerful takeaway, Jill. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. Ah, well, thanks for bringing it out. Hey, so (laughs) um, there is definitely, as we've talked about, there's death and there's life. And I'm curious what your thoughts are about the connection between the words we speak and the way our lives turn out. Oh, absolutely. I feel like... You know, I have a a long background of being a negative Nancy, and I don't know why or when or how, but there was a long period of my life where I felt like I was such a negative Nancy, and things really just weren't that bad. (laughs) That's the thing. But when you get into being a negative Nancy and everything, you're irritated by everything, and you're complaining about everything, and you're pointing out the flaws and everything and everyone you will be miserable. You will be miserable. And I'm so blessed because my husband is just such a positive guy and he would always just be so patient to redirect me, redirect me, redirect me. And the more grounded and rooted in scripture I have become and the more I have really had to look to the Lord to say like, what I just, I've got to hear you on this. I, I'm telling you what Jill, like I, have so much more joy Mm. and I can just walk into a situation and I desire to be around people and I don't see their flaws first anymore. Like it used to always be, I'm going to see your flaws first, you know, and not anymore. Now I just love people. I desire to be around people. I kind of just 
find um, their quirks pretty endearing where in my my past negative life um, that yeah. really would have just just grind my gears, you know? Right. <laughs> you would have said, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> exactly. Bless your heart. <laughs> so what do you think was the shift for you? Really the shift for me, and that's our connection point for you and I is freedom. Mm-hmm. Going through um, freedom ministry and that I'm, you're our freedom ministry coach and mm-hmm. you have all those tools out there and really leaning into those and hearing the voice of God myself and knowing that what he says, his words mm-hmm. are true and his words literally breathed life over me, new life. Yeah. And it, it's been all the difference in the world. It's, it's clinging to his words. That's so good. And yeah, you're right. It is. It comes back to freedom. It's doing the internal work It's working, spending so much time in God's presence that he gets rid of lies you've believed about yourself or about others, um, forgiving people, um, learning just how to encounter his goodness. And and as your heart starts shifting and you start seeing yourself differently and God differently, you see others differently. And I I believe once that inner work really starts becoming um, transformational, it's just not a habit that you're making, but it it, you just change. And one, I can honestly say, like you, negative Nancy, I was there and I'm like, I'm just not that way. And it's hard to go, here's the key. But if you do the same key consistently, you will eventually mm-hmm. be in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, anybody, anybody can break free from it. Anybody. Yeah. Well, what are the promises God has shown you if you submit your words to him? You know, not everything in my world might be wonderful and hunky-dory, but I think the biggest promise that I've had to walk out in my life that He has given me is that He's with me. He promises to go before me, behind me, place His hand of blessing on me. And do you know what that does for me? It takes a really insecure woman and makes her secure. And that has changed everything for me. And I've had to go through awful times and learn that he is still with me. And then some of my best, most beautiful moments, I felt his presence. And so that's probably my number one promise that he has given me that I lean into is that he is with me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me, which is also yeah. a pretty good reminder to honor him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how I'm treating people and how I'm thinking. And so um, that's probably been the game changer for me. That's awesome. Is there anything in particular, I always love a now word, like something God is teaching you or showing you right now that you think would encourage the listeners? You know, I just feel like going back, and I'm sorry if this sounds repetitive, but it's, it is what the Lord is teaching me right now. Listen to people when they talk. Watch people in what they do and find what you appreciate and admire about them genuinely and call, just call that out for them. And it will go so far. And, and if you have the opportunity, you know, whether they're a believer or not, sometimes just call it out. Mm-hmm. But if you have the opportunity to say, hey, I see that God's really like, I really see God in your life when blah, blah, blah. I see that God's really created you to, 
and then you fill in the blank, um, it really encourages a true sense of self and a true sense of identity. And for me, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful Mm. to watch the power of God in people's life. And we think it a lot of times we'll sit back and watch, man, she's good at that. Yeah, man, they're awesome. But until we say it, like until we say it out loud, um, they don't know. They're not hearing it. Yeah. And if you're not hearing it, you kind of don't know if it's just you're like, well, I wrote this book. I hope people like it. Like (laughs) it helped you probably to know that people were blessed by reading your book. Exactly. I mean, I I do need to hear those things because you know what there, you know, this Mm -hmm. um, being a writer and a speaker, um, we face a lot of criticism. And it's not always public, but, you know, we hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, it does, it really does help to have people say, hey, like God is using you through your writing. So don't stop. God is using, God used you when you stood up there. So don't stop. Yeah. Because sometimes we do. We just want to stop. Yeah. Because it isn't easy. I mean, there's a lot of time that you spend preparing. Um, I think you spend more time than me because I followed your social media. I'm like, oh, girl's got all kinds of books open on her table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a lot of time goes into preparing a message. And, um, and, you know, as, as, as everyone has a different way of preparing, but then the effort and the energy it takes to do it, I always find the day after I speak, I've started to build in time where I don't do anything because I'm super exhausted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I agree. It it just wears you out. And so if we get to if we get people that are critical on the top of we're tired, it's like, oh, I can fall into a pit really fast, you know, (laughs) then we have to sit down and have a good cry. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It will. It'll take you in a downward spiral if, if you're not careful, if you let it. Yeah. So encouragement goes a long way. I know that some people think, oh, they're, you know, they're doing so much. I, you know, they probably don't need the encouragement, but you never know whether it's, you know, your teacher and the principal at your school or, you know, a speaker like Kristen, you just, you know, if you feel it in your heart to encourage someone, that is Jesus. Like, go for it. Even if you're scared or don't normally do it or you think they're going to think you're dumb. No, I can say from I'm not even like, who am I? I'm a little blogger speaker girl that, you know, but I'm saying even up to the the most, you know, um, well-respected speaker, like you never know. They may just need you may have the answer to something they've been asking God about when you start opening your mouth to encourage them. So. Yes. And just to tack on one little thing, we have to be bold with our words. When you said that, I was thinking, yes, it's boldness. We have to be bold with our words. Yes. In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. This was such a good conversation today. I know we could continue talking about this, but I'm looking at the clock going, oh, the listeners are probably wondering how many more words are we actually going to (laughs) use? It's been fun. I've really, really had a great time. Me too. Well, hey, before we go, let's let them know where they can find you. What is your website? Sure. It's KristenBonin.com, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-B-O-N-I-N.com. And then I would love to connect with anybody and everybody who would like to on social media. And so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, I would love to connect with anybody and all my social media links are on my website. Great. Well, we will leave all the links to every way that you can find Kristen website and her book and everything in the show notes at jillmonaco.com. So, well, thank you so much today, my friend, for being here. I love you so much. And I really wish we lived closer to hang out more. I know. Me too. Thanks so much for having me, Jill. You're welcome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast today. Like I said, you can find out more about Kristen and her ministry when you go to jillmonaco.com. Just visit the podcast page and you'll find all the sh- in the show notes all the different links of things that we mentioned today. And as a reminder, if you're searching for the next thing God has for you, or you need a breakthrough in any year of your life and freedom like Chris and I were talking about, and you're ready to go after it, you are more than welcome to reach out to me for freedom coaching. I meet with people one-on-one, and we do it through Skype or through the phone, and I'm a certified coach, so I use those kind of tools as well, but I have some freedom tools that I think will really help you. So if you want to reach out to me, you can do that by sending me an email at jill at jillmonaco.com or learn more on my website as well. Now, I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, there are a couple things I would love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to the show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed and ready for you when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you, will you please help me continue to reach others? You know, it's super simple to do that. You can share this podcast, you can leave a review, or if you feel led, you can support it financially. It all, it's, we're a self-funded ministry, so it would really, really help. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. So glad you were with us. And remember, love well, you were made for it.